Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to continue to bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Now, today's message is all about baggage. We all travel, we all pack our bags to carry things with us as we go. We all live life and we will all pick up baggage along the way. In today's message, we will talk all about the baggage that are way too heavy for us to be carrying on our own. Enjoy. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Last week in our baggage series, we've been talking about how God takes things out of our bag and puts things back in, and he uh, strips those things that are not of him and replaces things that bear fruit and cause us to be productive in the kingdom. And we've been reading out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It's been our foundational scripture for this series. And as you turn to Hebrews chapter 12, it's just such a rich scripture. And it tells us that others have went before us as examples. I love when people that have made mistakes help me so I don't have to make the same mistakes. I love when people that have already battled and endured through times and they've been tested, they help me so that I can be encouraged in my times of testing. But it says in verse 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin, which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. He tells us here that there are many that have went before us. They are examples of the testimony of the faithfulness of God. They would testify about a God that brought them through. People like Abraham that would set out for a land that he knew not of, but would be rich in the favor of God when he arrived. People like Jacob that wrestled with God and God would relabel him and deal with his baggage. People of faith like David and people that God would restore like Samson. And people that would endure through the journey of faith. He said, there are many that have went before you and they would testify of God's absolute faithfulness. But then he begins to deal with us. He said, lay aside every weight and sin. Not every weight in your life is a sin. There are some things that you carry just because you've lived life. You've had battles, you've been hurt, you've been tested, you've just walked through life and you carry some baggage, you carry some stuff. Anybody ever walked through a season and when you came out, you came out of that season carrying some things. Maybe someone that said they would stay forever left. Maybe someone that hurt you in a deep place and even though they're not there, the scars of that deep wound are still there. Maybe a church you were in and you got wounded in that church because there's no hurt like church hurt because not not only are you wounded physically, you're wounded spiritually, and you carry that baggage, and they're not there, you're not there, but you still carry the weight of that. It's not that that's a sin, but it will sidetrack you from your purpose and keep you from running the way God has called you to run. But then he said every sin that so cleverly and easily entangles you. I told you a few weeks ago, if the enemy's going to come to me, he's not going to come to me in an alley with crack cocaine and a crack pipe. Why? Because there's nothing in 
my life that's conducive to that having effect in me. I've never uh, been in that influence or that surrounding. Now, if you have and you have dealt with those things, I'm not making light. What I'm saying is this, the enemy is clever. He is going to come at me with what will harm me. He is going to come at me and he's going to be very seducing and he's going to come in my life with things that would sidetrack Tony and keep Tony from walking in alignment with his calling. He's going to do things in my life and bring things in my life. Why he's clever like that. He, he comes in sly and he slides in because the Bible tells me it's the little things that spoil the vine. It's the little things that get in and corrupt the whole. And when you realize he slides in, but he said, if you will lay aside not only the weight, but the sin that so easily entangles you and deceives your mind, you can run and you can walk into the purpose that is laid out before you knowing that others have already went and testified about the goodness and the grace and the mercy of our God. People that have already been there, done that, got a t-shirt and testify that God is moving in places you have not seen. Are you thankful for the faithfulness of God today? And we've talked about how God takes things out of us. But you have to understand this. God will never take anything from you that he's not willing to replace it with greater. For every place of fear, he replaces it with faith. Every struggle you give him, he gives you peace that goes beyond understanding. Every time you allow him to take the baggage of your life and you release it, he gives you greater things. And what you have to understand is this. God has called you to bear fruit. And when you understand that the fruit of the Spirit is coming forth in your life, it produces things that you cannot produce. Now, I've met some people that aren't fruit-bearing. They're just fruity. (laughs) It's just out there, you know. But God has called you (laughs) to bear fruit. He has called you to live a life that's productive in the kingdom and do kingdom work. But here's what happens. God is about to release Saul to be the king of Israel. God has brought the people of God out. He has released them from bondage, and they're crying out for a king. Now, God didn't ever intend for them to be led by a king. He intended them for them to be led by his presence. But they desired a king. Why? Because that's what they knew. They knew a king that had ruled over them in Egypt and ingrained in them that that was how things worked. So they wanted a king. So God was getting ready to give them a king. And he would anoint a young man named Saul. And this is what the Bible said in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it out over Saul's head. He kissed Saul and said, I am doing this because the Lord has appointed you to be the ruler over Israel, his special possession. Or your Bible may say promise. Let's skip on down to verse 22. So they asked the Lord, where is he? This is the people of God. And the Lord replied, he is hiding among the baggage. He is hiding among the baggage. So they found him and brought him out. And he stood head and shoulder above anyone else. Then Samuel said to all the people, this is the man the Lord has chosen as your king. No one in all Israel is like him. And all the people shouted, long live the king. Say that with me, long live the king. All the people shouted. Hey, come help me, Alfonso. God finds this man. The Bible says he's tall in stature, good looking, (laughs) and humble. (laughs) And the Bible says that Samuel took a flask of oil and anointed him to be king. And then he kissed him. Don't worry. (laughs) 
He said, devil, not today. (laughs) And he's anointed and he's marked and he's chosen. But now he's getting ready to be introduced to the people and present it on a public platform and be used. He's anointed, he's chosen. And now the moment has come for him to be released. But this is what happens. The Bible said when the people begin to look for him, they could not find him. When the servant of God and the man of God began to look for him, he could not find him. The problem is Saul was anointed. Saul had been chosen, but he was hiding in the baggage. He was nowhere to be found. And the Bible said they begin to look for him and they begin to search for him. He was anointed, but hiding. He was chosen, but hiding. And when I read this this week, it was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Many times we are anointed and the Bible said it's the anointing that destroys the bondage and the baggage of our life but when he is ready to use us and put us on public display we run back and hide in the baggage of our life because in the baggage of our life we find comfort in the baggage of our life we find that there is a familiarity in the baggage of our life many times it allows us to have a crutch to rest upon but the bible said they brought him out and the bible said they brought him out and he was displayed and this is what the bible said samuel looked and said this is the king of Israel and he was head and shoulders above all the land and the people begin to rise and they begin to shout long live the king in a moment everybody knew he was the king here's the problem everyone knew it except for Saul everyone saw it except for Saul everyone understood this was the chosen man of the hour except for Saul and here I said all that to say this everyone in your life can see your destiny in your your purpose but if you cannot see out of the baggage and not see who God has called you to be it doesn't matter who else shouts out your destiny it doesn't matter who else knows about the promise in your life until you see who you are until you find out who you are called to be until you find out that I am a king I am the head and not the tail I am the first and not the last I am blessed going in and blessed coming out I've been anointed for this hour I've been anointed anointed for this day. I've been laced with purpose and destiny has been deposited in my spirit. Here's the problem. He came out of the baggage, but he drug it with him everywhere he went. He drug it with him every time he went into battle. Every time he made a decision, the Bible said one day David would come and look for the king and he was bringing lunch to his brothers and the Bible said Saul was hiding and all the mighty men were hiding and there was a giant named Goliath standing on the hill and he was out of the baggage but baggage was still gripping him and he could not find victory in the camp but a young boy that had been in the field the Bible said he showed up and the Bible said he looked around and said what's going on here is there not a cause and his brother said go back home you're embarrassing us finally he got ushered before the king and Saul says your brothers are hiding I'm hiding What qualifies you to fight this giant? The Bible said they threw the armor on David. The armor would not fit. That would be enough for most people. Because we try to wear other people's garments in self-comparison. The armor didn't fit. I need to go back to the field. Not David. Put the sword in his hand. The Bible said the sword had never been tested. And it did not work. That would be enough for a lot of people. 
But the Bible said David did something. He went and found a private place. And he began to worship. And the Bible said he knelt by a brook. And the Bible said he reached into a brook. And he pulled out five smooth stones. And this is what the Bible says. He put the stones in the... Four of you. In his bag. You've got to put the right things in your bag because they have the ability to thrust you into a season that you will never get to on your own. The Bible said he put five rocks in the bag. He steps out on the battlefield and immediately the voice that haunted the people of God from morning until night. This is what the Bible said. In morning and night, Goliath would come out. Why? Because morning and night was their time of worship and their time of prayer. And he knew that if he could get in their head, in their worship and in their prayer time, he would surely defeat them. Every morning the giant would roar and every night the giant roared. He would get right in the middle of their worship. He would get right in the middle of their prayer time. Why? Because if the enemy can bring your baggage into your worship and into your prayer and keep you from focusing on the one that has authority to move you to a new season. The Bible said they were defeated for 40 days. But yet one young man that had been in the field, he had been isolated. He had found a place by a brook and knew what was in the bag. He stepped out and the giant looked at him immediately said, who is this boy? Am I a dog that you would send this young boy to fight me? Is there no one greater in the land? Where's the king at? Oh, he's hiding in the baggage. Where's the mighty man? They're hiding in the baggage. And you sing this young boy. And the minute that he stepped down, immediately the enemy tried the same tactics that he was using on Saul. He said, today I'm going to destroy you. But David stepped up and said, oh no, I know who I am. The armor didn't fit and the sword wouldn't work and the spear was no effect but it didn't matter because I'm not coming to you in my own power and in my own flesh. I'm coming to you in the name that is above every name. And matter of fact, today will be your last day on this hillside. And I love what the Bible said. He reached in the bag. When you know you've got the right stuff in the bag and the baggage of your life has been prepared by the authority of the kingdom and you step into your journey and you know that the right things are in the baggage of your journey and you reach in the bag and he takes ordinary things and does a supernatural work with it because why grace was in the bag mercy was in the bag anointing was in the bag favor was in the bag blessing was in the bag a new season was in the bag authority was in the bag and the bible said he reached in and grabbed a rock and a rock that simply looked like nothing defeated a giant and immediately it propelled david into his next season They begin to sing, Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. Immediately, David is thrust into a season. Baggage of insecurity begins to grip Saul, and he tries to kill and destroy David. Throws javelins, begins to chase him down with armies, because the baggage of Saul's life would eventually derail the kingdom that God had given Saul. Enemies that he was supposed to have destroyed would one day destroy him. And the Bible said David would be thrust to a throne. Saul's God. And the Bible said one day David is walking around the kingdom. 
And in 2 Samuel chapter 9, we find that David begins to look and reminisce on all that he's walked through. And this is what the Bible said. He asked the servant, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can bless? Is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can bless? This is when you know you've dealt with your baggage, when you can bless your baggage. Is there anyone that I can, I I know he tried to destroy me. I know he tried to kill me. I know he hurt me. I know he left me. I know she left me. I I know they said things about me. I know they told my business all over town. I know what they did. But is there anybody of that household that I can bless? Why? Because when you really step out of your baggage and find out who you are, you're not insecure enough not to look back and say, if it had not been for that baggage, and if it had not, oh, I see this one right here, it set me up. This one right here it took me over. This one right here it took me in. Oh this one right here it almost destroyed me but when I came out I came out stronger and I came out greater. If it had not been for the baggage of my life I would not be the king I am today. I would not be the man that I am today. I would not be the father that I am today. I would not be the brother or the son that I am today. He said who can I bless? From the house of Saul. I'm sure his servants and mighty men looked at him and said, what are you talking about? He tried to kill you. And they called for one man named Ziba that was a servant. And he said, there's one young man named Mephibosheth. And he lives in a far place called Lodabar. Now the name Lodabar means the pastureless land or the desert place. He's heir to a kingdom, but he's living in a desert place. He's heir to a throne, but he's living in a broken place, just like his granddaddy. He's got royal blood flowing through his veins. But they said, but he's got an issue. When he was being taken from the kingdom, he was dropped by someone else. And he is now lame on both of his legs. Someone hurt him and dropped him that was called to protect him. And now he's living in Lodabar. David said, get him immediately. So he sent the royal officers and they came. And the Bible says when they came and looked for him, he was fearful. He thought David was sending men to kill him. But actually it was a blessing for his life. Why? Because baggage causes you to think things that are not even there. Baggage takes your mind into places and it begins to play tricks on you. And he was fearful, but the royal officers came and said, the king is looking for you immediately. And they scoop him up and they begin to carry him to the kingdom. And when they get to the gates, what you have to understand is this. There was a law that had been put in place that no one with crippled limbs could enter the city. That's why the man had to sit at a gate called Beautiful. He couldn't enter the city. There was a law that was in place. But what you have to understand, the king has the authority to trump the law. The king has the authority to override the law. They get to the gate of the city, and I can see as they look down, those that are gatekeepers say, thank you for coming, but you have an issue and there's some baggage in your life. You can't get through the gate. But somebody yells, he has covenant with the king, and they let him through the gate. He gets to the palace grounds, and maybe the officers look down and say, you know, you made it in the gate of the city, but now you're at the palace ground. But you have an issue in your life, and there's some baggage in your life. You can't get through the gates of the palace. Only a few 
ever make it through the gates of the palace. He said, yes, but he's got a covenant and he's got access to the king. And then they get to the royal chambers where only a few ever enter. The king's family, the mighty men, the close servants of the king. And he gets there with his issues and his bag. And I can just see as he gets there and fear is trying to grip his heart. And all of a sudden the royal doors begin to open and they bring him in and the king walks out. But in a minute his baggage tries to grip him again and the Bible said he falls on his face and he yells out to the king hey wait how can you look at me I am a dead dog in your side but the Bible said David said sunrise he said from this moment forward I'm not going to let what destroyed your granddaddy destroy you I'm not going to let the baggage of generations gone by destroy you I'm not going to let the same stuff that destroyed matter of fact today I'm going to give you everything that your grandfather lost everything that your father lost I'm about to restore everything the enemy took I'm about to give it back and get up from this day forward you're going to eat at my table from this day forward blessing is about to overtake you from this day forward favor will give you access to the kingdom I've got a good word don't hide in your baggage when you're destined to be a king there is some of you in this house there's an anointing on your life but you're hiding in the baggage there's a calling on your life but you're hiding in the baggage there's favor on your life but you're hiding in the baggage but I've got a good word somebody's about to come out of the baggage and grab hold of the promise and declare the word of the Lord you're getting ready to rise up and enter in come on jump to your feet this morning put your hands together and give him a shout of praise Can you imagine? We're going to pray. Somebody's getting ready to step out. You're called, but you're hiding. You're anointed, but you're hiding. And for some of you, it's because the baggage is comfortable. It's become your identity. It's become how you converse and dialogue with others. It's become your crutch. The Bible said, from this day forward, you're going to eat at my table. Can you see as the royal table is preparing, they ring and summons those that had a seat at the table. David takes the head of the table. Solomon takes his rightful place. Bathsheba is sitting at the table of king's children. And there's one empty seat. Everybody's waiting and they're looking at their watch and... They're hungry, stomachs are growling, kind of like me right now. And all of a sudden in the distance I hear, clonk, clonk. And it's Mephibosheth dragging those broken limbs. But here's the thing. He was broken but he had a place at the table. He had piles of baggage, but he had a place at the table. He had issues. Maybe that's why David's saying, even in the presence of my enemies, you've prepared a table. sad thing about Saul was this 
He had the anointing to lead and reign. But the baggage of his life and the dysfunction of his world derailed a kingdom and destroyed generations. Anointed, but hiding in the baggage. Called, but hiding in the baggage. Blessed, but hiding in broken places. I felt in my heart that today was going to be a prophetic day. But you're going to be the prophet of your life. I'm not going to speak a word over you. You're going to take the authority of God that is in your life. And you're going to prophetically step out. And we're going to do something. They're going to lead us in worship and As they begin to lead us in worship, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I know that I'm anointed. I know that there's a calling. I know that I am blessed. I know that there's a season beyond what I know now. But I'm hiding in the baggage. We're going to come out today. We're going to leave it here. And everything that you give up, God always replaces with greater. Anything you ever release in the kingdom, He always sends a harvest in its place. And it may be comfortable hiding back here. Because these things, Jesus shows up in the book of John at a place called Bethesda. And the Bible said that he looked at a man that had been there 38 years. And he asked him one question. One question after 38 years. Will thou be made whole? What are you talking about, Jesus? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I've been here longer than anybody else. I'm not asking you that. Will thou be made whole? Jesus, I've got keys to this place. I lock up when everybody leaves. I'm not asking you that. Will thou be? I'm on every board and every committee. I'm not asking you that. You know who I am? And then Jesus really gets into the crux of the matter and the baggage begins to come out. Jesus, every time I try to get into blessing, somebody gets in before me. Matter of fact, I've tried, but nobody helps me in. If you're waiting for a man or woman to carry you in or deal with your baggage, it will never happen. But then the Bible says, Jesus asked him one question. And in one moment, after 38 years, something shifted. He said, will you be made whole? Will you let the word of God work in your life? Will you let the anointing of God work in your life? Will you let the power of God deal with the issues in your life? And the battle said immediately he was healed. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today and we'll see you next time.